Sasquatch is a podcast about Bigfoot. It's recorded for the skeptics, the believers, the so-called knowers, and those who just have a casual interest in the subject. visit sasswhat.com. This is Sasswhat, a podcast about Bigfoot. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Seth Breedlove. I'm joined tonight by my pal Mark Matsky. Greetings from southeast Ohio, where Bigfoot is hiding amongst the fallen leaves. That's in the in the pile, actually. It's gonna be difficult. Um we it's had a big pile. Yeah, we had like a mass exodus of leaves from trees at my house while i was in arkansas um and i came home to a backyard that looked like someone had just like excavated every leaf from every yard in my neighborhood and moved them to my yard Um, (laughs) because i have like these four huge trees in my backyard old trees yeah and uh they so do you have a blower or do you so you, uh, mow them and mulch them or what's your the lazy man's way yeah. um i have every other year i've done like this really ridiculous thing where i i don't know why i did it but i was adamant that i rake all the leaves and this year i came home and i was like nope not gonna happen so i got the mower out and i yes. ran over them and then the problem is the mower was like there were so many leaves and they were still kind of wet so my mower kept stopping so i had to raise the mower up to the highest level <laughs> Yeah. And then, so now I'm going to have to go back over it. Like, I needed to do it today, but I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's a funny story about that. Completely unrelated to Bigfoot in any way. Um, my neighbor, apparently, so they do weird things, all right? Like, occasionally they'll take sticks that have fallen from my trees and just chuck them in piles around my yard. Like, they just throw things into my yard. Oh. Um, I guess while I was gone, they were out there with leaf blowers blowing all of my leaves into my yard. Oh, my like, god! all the leaves from my trees. And I was like, at the point where, like, you're out there with a leaf blower, why wouldn't you just take care of the leaves, you know, that are in your yard? Why blow them back into my yard? Back into your yard. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So, that's... And they've been observed doing these things, huh? Yeah. Uh, I got a text during the day about that one from Adrian. Wow. She was like, there are is a man in our side yard with a leaf blower just blowing leaves into our yard. <laughs> I was like, well, hmm, all right. I guess uh, old-fashioned Americana, you know, the spirit of neighborhoodness. <laughs> yeah, right. Neighbor, neighborly spirit is is gone, I, I guess. Dead and buried yeah. under a pile of leaves. I guess. Um, so anything exciting happened to you while I was gone? Anyone blow leaves into your yard, grass? No, not, well, not that I'm aware of, okay. but now I feel a little paranoid, really. Yeah, go, go check. If it's it like mine, if it's like mine, there will be kind of a tiny wall of leaves that, yeah. that okay. are along your one side yard. That's, that's what mine yeah. looks like. That, yes. And, but it's not a Sasquatch offering, Mm-mm. not to be confused with. The, right little gift there yeah. for you. He's gifting. <laughs> Bigfoot, <laughs> Bigfoot's gifting me leaves. You can keep them. <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, I was uh, I was down in in we didn't I didn't we didn't have a ton of time to prepare for this episode and honestly uh I completely forgot about an episode to have pre-recorded for while I was away in Arkansas so apologies to anyone that tuned into Sasswat and discovered it was still just the episode with Scott Harriet um but th- th- that there was, was like two I episodes in one though really right Right. That's what happens when anytime we go anywhere around an hour or over, um, you know, I'm going to probably not do an episode the next week. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you're a Hollywood sellout. Um, (laughs) uh, So, yeah, we went to um, Falk, Arkansas, home of obviously the legend of Boggy Creek and the Falk monster, world famous Falk monster. Yeah. and the reasons we went were, I'm not going to do, I told Mark beforehand, I'm not going to do another Small Town Monsters movie announcement episode this this close to the Beast of Oil Hall stuff we did. But I will say we went down to Falk to announce that our next movie following Beast of Oil Hall will be Boggy Creek Monster, which is going to focus on the uh, Falk Monster of Falk, Arkansas. Um so, but I did want to do an episode where I could re- recap it a little bit, the festival and, and stuff like that for Mark, because I know he's a huge Boggy Creek guy. Probably much bigger than I am, to be perfectly honest, because mm-hmm. I didn't even see Boggy Creek until after Mark and I had started Sasswat. So I'm kind of new to new to uh, Legend of Boggy Creek. In fact, I'd read... Uh, Lyle's book, Lyle Blackburn's book, Beast of Boggy Creek, on the subject um, before I ever saw the movie by like yeah. a year. So but, that's kind of uh, cool, though, because a lot it's almost become a cliche in Bigfoot circles, you know, to say that is the legend of Boggy Creek that got me into Bigfoot in the first place. You know, right. so it I kind of like the fact that you're a little later to the party on that. Because I don't know, I've told my story before, but it I knew about the movie long, long before I ever got to see it. Uh, but yeah, it's I, I have a lot of questions, as you might imagine. Okay, um, cool. Um, yeah, just real quick, uh, we did announce the Boggy Creek Monster. It's going to come out sometime in 2016, 2017. It starts filming in 2016 in April, and we're doing a Kickstarter in February. You'll back the movie, and you will have one of the reward levels is that you'll have early access to Beast of Whitehall, the next Small Town Monsters movie, which I was editing shortly before we started recording this. So, um, and it's looking awesome. So I'm excited about that. Um, Lyle Blackburn is heavily involved. Obviously, um, it's weird. Like he's we're I'm, like I said, I don't want to do like a bunch of behind the scenes stuff, but it is kind of cool because he's doing a lot of the work I did on Minerva and Whitehall. So it's kind of freeing me up, and especially when we actually get into filming and all that stuff, to just focus on the storytelling and how pieces are going to fit together and the the, the you know the narrative mode we're going to use and all that kind of stuff. And uh, but yeah, so Dad and I, it was my father actually that went down with me. And um, you'll you'll appreciate this, Mark, because there's a there seems to be a focus, at least between us. I don't know if it comes across on the show, but we often talk about like father son stuff, mostly because obviously you have the coolest son in the world in Andy, <laughs> and uh, I have the coolest Congrats. dad in the world in Ronnie uh, Ronnie Breedlove. Yeah. 
So um, dad and I um, actually drove down to Falk. And my dad, you know, he's he's in his early 70s. He's he's kicking, though, like he could still take on the world at any point. And um, mm-hmm. so he drove probably 12 of the 16 hours wow. that it takes to get from Ohio to Falk, Arkansas. And uh, well, actually, Texarkana is where we stayed. But um, we drove it in one day, which I would not recommend. It's <laughs> it it pushed, you know, it pushed us to the limit. It, yeah. it was kind of funny because like once we got into the final leg of the trip, we were both so I was slap happy. Like I was sitting there telling jokes and just laughing at anything I said. And like, dad's just mm-hmm. kind of like, Oh, ho, ho. like whatever, <laughs> whatever you're doing right now, I'll just go along with it. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I'm like, you know what? We need to get off the road and, and get some like authentic, uh, Arkansas, you know, Texas kind of barbecue. So we, we, we ate dinner at a place called fat boys, uh, which is just what you'd imagine. It's like, right next to all these truck stops and you know, it's like totally locals. It's they bring your food to your table in a, a basket, you know, with, with paper. It's, it's perfect. It's yeah. like just what, what I wanted. I got uh, like these fried pickle spears. Amazing. Ooh. Just amazing. Yeah. yeah like everything was great. Cool. Um, hey, did are you, you guys a pickle guy? Your apple. Did you resolve your apple debate? Uh, no, we were still <laughs> arguing about it later in the day. Um, if you follow me on Periscope, you'd know what we're talking about. But, um, if you turned in, tuned into this episode hoping for like detailed, uh, Boggy Creek sighting reports <laughs> or something, you're probably going to be horribly disappointed, uh, yeah, by what it's you're hearing. It's the road but, um, to Boggy Creek, you know, it's the right. journey, not right. the destination. <laughs> Actually, Road Two is kind of perfect because my dad basic my dad and I are basically like Bob Hope and Bing Crosby. So yes, um, I can see that. Yeah, Dorothy Lamar was in the back seat. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, for some reason, you said that, and the first thing that popped into my head was that scene in Tommy Boy with the deer in the back seat coming to life. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that has to do with anything. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we we drove it in in 16 hours. I'd never been into, not that deep into Arkansas. We had driven into Arkansas when I was a kid, but it was really my first time experiencing the state. And um, and and I'm going to talk about this a little bit, the geography of Falcon and all that, but I will say it's eerily similar to Ohio. So remind me to talk about hmm. that when we get to Falcon especially, um, okay. if I don't just automatically do it. So we yeah we got into Texarkana late at night and uh, it was a decent night. It, I think it was raining a little when we got in, but when we woke up the next morning, uh, the hurricane had hit and it was a torrential downpour outside. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh good, you know we're in this hotel. I'm down here to announce the movie and then hopefully make a little bit of money at the festival, you know, to pay for the trip and then um, go out and actually shoot some B-roll and stuff because I I wanted to get footage. So Zach, uh, our cinematographer on the movie, would have some sort of reference point for what he's going down to shoot. Um, so I was not hopeful at that point, but um, my dad made some comment about, you know, maybe we can turn this negative into a positive and, you know, it, maybe maybe it's a good thing that it's raining because it's kind of creepy. And the more I thought about that, I was like, you know, that's true. Like, if I'm thinking of of something we're probably not going to get to shoot again when we're there next spring. It's, you know, maybe like a torrential downpour like this. So mm-hmm. 
uh, we drove out to Falk and uh, I don't want to go like step by step through the day, but we did get with the first stop, obviously, is the Monster Mart right after we stopped at a Dollar General so I could buy a poncho. Um, we st- we stopped at the Monster Mart. It is everything you would imagine. Um, it's It looks amazing. Like it just looks so cool. Uh, the sign on the roof and the, you know, just everything about it seems really cool to me. Um, you go How inside. been there? Do you know? If I'm not mistaken, that's like, isn't that Willie Smith's garage or whatever where they're hanging out in? Is it really? I don't know. I really it either It either is or it was or it's like right up the road from it. It's right in that same area. I think the building's been there for quite a while. Um, okay. They have the original Monster Mart sign from the 70s or 80s uh, or 90s. I have no idea. It was awfully faded. I mean, it looked like it was an old sign, mm-hmm. and it's still there. Um, let me think. Okay, so yeah, when we walked into the Monster Mart, um, there's just dudes in like cowboy hats and stuff sitting at tables, and there's a guy with a video camera set up in the little like there's kind of a museum area, kind of not. It's it's more just for photo ops and stuff, but there's kind of a little yeah. museum area, and there was a guy setting up a camera in there to shoot uh, some footage, and it turned out that these guys, they were, I actually ran into two different. Uh, two other different guys down there that were making other movies. Uh, <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Um, none of wow. us overlapped. They're all kind of like different looks at the thing, but um, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, you know, it was, it was exactly what you'd expect. We hung out there for a couple minutes. Dad got directions to what we thought was boggy Creek. Um, and we walked out and we actually bumped into Brian Impey. I don't know if you know who Brian is. He kind of runs mm-hmm. that Monsters, Mysteries, and Mayhem Facebook group. And yeah. So that was cool. I met him and I met a couple other people that I whose names I kind of recognized. Dad was obviously making fast friends with everyone, which is kind of what he does. Um, yeah. And which I completely left this out. But it, the, the same morning, we actually went to a breakfast restaurant in Texarkana. And Dad just randomly started talking to some random guy and here this dude knew like Charles Pierce and pretty much everyone that was in the movie and all this stuff. Wow. And this is just some random guy. Dad just struck up a conversation with. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So yep. do you have any questions about the monster Mart or anything you wanted to know about that relating to that? As long as I'm talking about it, what kind of memorabilia do they have in there? <laughs> like, like, I mean, I'm assuming they have old stuff that they used to sell it, and, like, stuff they sell now. Yeah, I w- there's, like, little pendants that are, like, Yeti teeth. And then there's, like, uh, <laughs> these little these little uh, plastic feet that are filled with uh, dirt. And they're, I think they're saying it's dirt from Boggy Creek. And there's, like, water mm-hmm. from Boggy Creek. And there's some cooler stuff, you know, Lyle's books in there and... Yeah. Um, then they have their own like T-shirts and stuff you can buy. I mean, the place was never was never slow. We were there a lot in the in the two days we were there. I was there at least a couple times. Uh, the first day we were there, we were in and out of it all day, probably five times. Um, and then mm-hmm. we kind of set up shop there in the evening uh, with Lyle because we had to do some filming. Um, and Lyle actually. I don't even know if I should say this, but essentially the Monster Mart will be acting as our hub, our headquarters when we're there. 
in uh, mm-hmm. next spring filming. So that's kind of cool. So we'll be around. So if you're in the Arkansas area, look for us in the area next spring. You know, stop by, say hi, whatever. Um, and we hung out there, and then we got directions to Boggy Creek. I think I answered your question. It's just yeah. exactly what you would expect. Okay. Uh, no more, no less. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we got directions to, to Boggy Creek, and we drive right out of town. We're told it's two miles outside of town, you know. And we they said there's a bridge. You'll drive over the bridge. It's right by this landmark and that landmark. And we're driving out of town, you know. We, we never see a bridge, but we see the landmarks, and we're like, well, that's weird. So we turn around, and we go back, and we're like, well, there's the landmarks. We don't see a bridge, and we drive back again, and we see the landmarks. There's no bridge. So we're just we're like, maybe this is the wrong road, and we're driving around. And this goes on for about two hours. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> of, of just us driving around. So <laughs> some observations on the geography and terrain of the area that stood out to me automatically. It looks exactly like Minerva. It's, it's weird and eerily similar. And if anything, I would almost say that Minerva seems more wooded and more hilly, um, than kind of this area right outside of town where the movie would be, you know, where the bulk of the sightings take place. Um, Lots of farm fields, pasture land, flat, open for as far as the eye can see, fields. Um, and then there, you'll just all of a sudden you're in the middle of the thickest woods you've ever seen. Um, hmm. So that was surprising. And it was also weird because I had said the same thing when we did Whitehall. I was like, Whitehall looks just like Minerva. <laughs> and uh, hmm. same yeah. thing here. So. So that was one thing that jumped out to me. And the other thing that jumped out is that there's no friggin' swamp that we could find. Like, just outside of town, you know. So when I think Boggy Creek and Falk, Arkansas, what, what I think is, you know, the opening of the movie with this crazy, vast swamp, you know. And that's kind of mm-hmm. like what the town must be like. That must be right outside of town. And yeah. like, it's not. We had to drive later in the day. Brian Impey took us to kind of like that type of terrain. We had to drive 17 miles outside of town, 35 minutes hmm. away, just to get to an area that had that. And obviously, it's down by the Sulphur River. And I imagine, mm-hmm. like, as the crow flies, that type of land might not be that far outside of town. But to us, and, and reg- regardless, what I was seeing was not what I had pictured at all. Um, but it was still cool because it's you know everything's still the same the falc arkansas water tower that's in the movie is the exact same you know oh my gosh um so that was cool and uh so so yeah we drove around forever looking for for boggy we couldn't find it we went back to the the store the monster mart and by this time it's like 2 30 uh lyle and i were supposed to meet up so he could take us around show us you know some of the locations and stuff that we're going to be shooting at and Mm -hmm. uh it flooded in Texas uh, to the point where he had water coming into his basement and all sorts of stuff. So oh. he wasn't able to meet up with us right away, and we didn't know when he'd be there. And thankfully, Brian Impey was at the Monster Mart. So Brian Impey actually took us to this place called Smith Park, uh, which is you know what I was telling you about, about 17 miles outside of town. And this is what you picture when you picture Poggy Creek. It's like swamps mm-hmm. and thick woods and 
so I did get to get out and uh, shoot some B-roll. We got some really cool B-roll in this one spot um, down in kind of, you know, the, the bottoms. Um, that was pretty awesome, right along the Sulphur River. Um, and then we we went to a really amazing location. It's looking out over this huge kind of... I guess it's kind of a lake, but it looks more like a huge pond. or You know, there's trees sticking out of it all over the place and everything like that. And there's a pier that goes out on it. And the pier, to get out on the pier, you walk about 50 yards, maybe 60 yards. So we walk... And keep in mind, at this point, it's complete torrential downpour, and it's starting to thunder. We walk, and my camera is covered in a laundry bag that I borrowed from the <laughs> hotels just so I could shoot in this weather. Yeah. And I'm already terrified it's going to get ruined. So we're out, oh, we're man. we're out on this pier, and all of a sudden there's wind coming in. So there's like water just drenching me and and dad and our camera and like everything. And I'm trying to shoot, and then just then, like, lightning starts flashing. And Dad's, like, standing there holding this giant metal umbrella. And I'm like, this probably isn't the best idea. So as much mm-hmm. as I wanted to keep shooting in that area, I could have shot there the rest of the day. In fact, I when we got there, I Brian told me, just don't be here after dark. Like, my plan was to be there, you know, a long time and shoot. But he said, don't be there after dark. So we, um, we beat it back to to town and met up with Lyle at the monster mart and uh Lyle actually took us out in his car and drove us around for I think we it was like two or three hours it wasn't a short period of time this was a very long we met up with him I think around three thirty four, and we were out until dark it was dark when we got back to the monster mart so it was a long time driving around, and he showed us. So the coolest location he showed us is the sighting, uh, or the site of the Ford incident where the house was that's in the film, um, mm-hmm. and that was pretty awesome. You know, the guy knows everything, so about that area, and uh, so that's pretty cool because like you're just being shown all these fascinating historical locations by him, and he's telling you the mm-hmm. stories that kind of go along with them. You know, yeah, and. Um, something I thought was, was intriguing was I am the type of guy who, after I've worked on a story for so long, I don't necessarily lose the passion for it, but I've told the story. So I'm ready to move on to the next story. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I gotta, I, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, I bet Lyle's just kind of bored with this whole Bucky Creek thing, you know? Uh So I'm like, so we're driving around. I was like, so I was like, you've been doing this now for like five years. I was like, are you are you just kind of bored with it? I was like, it's, it seems like you would become, you know, kind of bored with the entire thing. And he's like, he's like, no man. He's like, I, I love this place. I love the story. And I mean, you could tell when he was telling us stories too, how much he's into that, <laughs> you know, history and the sightings there. And yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like some really cool sighting stories. He told us cause he did tell us a lot, but off the top of my head, I don't have anything. <laughs> um, okay. On balance, were they modern or were they back in the day type? They're stories? they're all over the map, and, and I'd actually say more modern sightings. Um, we talked about a couple of things you'd find cool. Um, one is that the Sulphur River flooded heavily about a year ago. Back actually, back in May when all that flooding took place. Uh, in fact, he, he showed us a spot where you could see where it had flooded. And when we're talking flooding, we're talking 
60 feet of water above where it is now. I'm talking like the the water level was up to like we're down in this parking lot at the base of the Sulphur River and this bridge is a highway bridge, you know, so it's way up above it. And he's like, you see mm-hmm. that line along that bridge? That's how high the water was. It's like 60 feet up. So my question to him was like, well, how did that affect sightings? And he said, you'd think that there'd be more sightings because these things would be driven out of the woods in that area, especially in, and in either into town or whatever. And he said there hadn't been any sightings this year that he knew of so far since May. Hmm. Oh, he hmm. might've told me about one in June actually. So other than that though, nothing. Um, I do remember June coming up. Um, Boggy Creek itself was shocking. So I told you dad and I were driving around. Uh, mm-hmm. So Lyle takes us, you know, we, we get in the car and he drives us right to the, the where Boggy Creek kind of begins, the the pond where it kind of starts. And he's like, that's, the, that's where it is and that's where they found, you know, right across the street is the soybean field where they found the three-toed tracks. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of what you would think would be this huge opening to a very, you know, intense creek. You know, I was thinking it's going to be more like a river, right? Like Wolf River mm-hmm. here in Ohio or something like that, you know, or Wolf Creek here in Ohio that's really like a huge friggin' river. Um, no, it looked, we had been driving over, Dad and I drove over Boggy Creek about a dozen times that day without ever realizing it was it. I mean, it's literally <laughs> like a drainage uh, pipe on one side, out the other, and then it goes down into what is the actual boggy creek you know but he was telling Mm. us it does it widens out and it looks much more like what you kind of picture further back but it's on kind of privately owned land Hmm. so that's why so we never actually got to go back to what i think boggy creek probably really looks like Mm -hmm. um but he did show us you know like that location i took a photo of that one you know i posted on facebook and everyone was saying it doesn't look very boggy and all that stuff it's (laughs) it once you go down around that bend you could see where it widened out and became much more like what you kind of picture Mm -hmm. but the other thing to keep in mind too is that we were there during a drought i mean we were there for like the first rain they had had in a long time um so the the creek was a puddle when we were there so that was that was surprising too just the fact that it wasn't you know quite as huge as i was expecting <laughs> mm-hmm. um uh questions relating do you have anything relating to like well the area yeah would like on balance would you say that most of the sightings happen well outside of Falk proper no so, I, I, really no that's what i thought because i'm like i'm looking at the the land around Falk and it's it's wooded and stuff but it's not it reminds me of the area outside of my parents' house, like below Bolivar, Ohio, um, where mm-hmm. I grew up. That's kind of what it reminds me of. Um, so I was thinking that same thing, and I asked him. I was like, so I'm, I'm assuming the bulk of the sightings take place further, you know, down by the Sulphur River or whatever, which, again, like as the crow flies, you're, you're close to the Sulphur River <clears throat> anywhere in Falk, but you're, you know, to drive there takes some time. And he said, no, there's, you know, the bulk of the sightings are kind of right up here by the town, especially the ones from back then. I would say they're all within, I mean, he could contradict me, obviously, but just at a guess from the places he drove us and was showing us, I would say within five miles of town, two Mm. miles, three miles, maybe like that. Um, It's, it's really fascinating. And, and I'm really hopeful that we can get, 
um, access to some of those some of that private land because that's where that's where things are happening like that's where the actual that's where it looks like what you picture I think um, I gotta get back in some of those woods there was one pl- spot we're driving down this back road like trying to find Boggy Creek and all of a sudden there was what looked like sugar cane or something growing on the side of the road I mean high like really high thick cane all mm-hmm. of a sudden and it went on for like yards like yards and yards of this cane alongside the road to where you couldn't see into the woods on either side of the road it was like you were driving through a hallway <laughs> um wow yeah so, uh, lyle told me and i don't i think i'm allowed to say something like this but he told me that he he just as at an estimate he estimated he has about 50 sighting reports from that one freaking area wow and that's you got to think fifty sighting reports is maybe half of what's actually going on, if if mm-hmm. not less. So it's it's really curious. I had my own sighting. Um, we're driving with Lyle, and I got we we come around this bend, and off in the distance, way off, you know, you can see this huge hill heading up, you know, and there's a clear. It's been clear cut or something, and right in the middle of it, I kind of see this black figure, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, because like we're already around a corner, and I'm, you know, it was it was just there for a second. I'm like, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. back up. So Lyle just backs up at like 80 miles an hour in the middle <laughs> of this road, this country road with a corner. Um, so it, like we come flying back around there, and I'm like trying to see what I just saw, you know, and and Lyle's like, I think, I think you just misidentified a drainage pipe. And I look <laughs> look up the hill, and sure enough, there's like a drain pipe coming out the side of this hill, and that's what I saw. Oh. I was like, ah. You know, but when you're flying along these back roads, sure. you know, yeah. Um, so he says, you know, uh, of all the places he he knows, this is probably your best bet to go find a Bigfoot because there's sightings, there's people seeing them on the roads and everything. But you know, and I have to kind of agree with him. The next day at the festival, I talked to two people who weren't the one guy is the the man that runs the Miller County Museum. He talked to me about it, and. uh there was another guy down there. Actually, I talked to probably three or four people that claimed to have seen it. And they're not kooks. You know, it's not like... Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy that runs the museum is just telling me his story. It wasn't like he was trying to blow my mind with some sort of revelation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. The festival was cool. We, you know, we got ri- completely rained out on Friday. But on Saturday, the day of the actual festival, I thought it wasn't it wasn't too bad, actually. When we got in there in the morning, there was no rain. Um, and it finally started raining again, I think around 11 or 12, and then it went on pretty much the rest of the day, but it was never overpowering. Um, Mm -hmm. Lyle actually, you know, kind of introduced me during his presentation and we announced the movie to the, to the audience at his, uh, his presentation and they were really, you know, enthusiastic. It was, it was an immediate response afterward to like, I came out to the table, I left, you know, and went out to the table cause he still was going to talk for a couple minutes. And mm-hmm. I had people coming up to me before his lecture had even ended just, you know, wow, man, I can't wait to watch the movie. Like if you guys need any help, like, so that, that was awesome. The, the response just to the announcement that we're making a boggy Creek movie uh, yeah, is, nice. has been amazing. So I wish I had more, like, I know, I know with time I'll recall some sighting stuff, but for now I mm-hmm. I can't I can't remember because it might be because <laughs> I heard so many different people like telling me their sighting stories when I was down there. Mm-hmm. It was shocking. Um, 
They're, they've embraced their Bigfoot, though, so that's cool. Did you talk to anybody who knew Charles Pierce? I, like, personally knew him? Was there anybody there who was claimed that kind of connection? I really didn't. I, if, you know, I should have talked to that guy in Texarkana, but it's it was like the first morning we were there after we had just finished a 16-hour drive day, and I was barely alive. Like, I was comatose mm-hmm. sitting at this table trying to eat my <laughs> breakfast, and, you know, he was there, and then he was gone. My dad talked mm-hmm. to him more than I did, but... Um, yeah. That's the only guy that was down there that claimed to have had some sort of interaction with Charles Pierce. I should I should have more of an interest in that. And I think when I go down next spring, I'll be more focused on, like, Charles Pierce and how he handled this and, like, what did people right. think of him and, and that kind of thing. Because I am fascinated by the guy. I mean, he's obviously kind of the ultimate indie filmmaker <laughs> in a way. Sure. Uh, no doubt. And the, the big question I have about him is how he felt actually about the subject matter. Yeah. Because between the movies that he made about Boggy Creek, it's kind of all over the map. And I just wonder, you know, what his own thoughts were on it. Cause I don't recall anywhere where he is quoted as sort of giving his take on Bigfoot. Um, so I don't know. I would just really be interested in seeing if that information exists or not, or if you just have to glean it from the films. That was something, um, Lyle and I talked a little bit about was how, you know, he drove us to the Ford house and we're like sitting there and Lyle's telling me the stories about, you know, the sightings and all that. And I'm thinking, um, how odd it was. They filmed legend of boggy Creek within, I mean, less than a year from the sightings. I mean, it's very unusual. It's, it would be like the, I'm trying to think of like some sort of historical event. Like it'd be some, it'd be like if someone ran down right now and started making a movie about Patricia. I mean, I know, you know, Patricia kind of petered out, but I'm saying like if someone ran down and made a movie about the hurricane, that's almost what it was like. He raised this money and got a film crew together and went and made a movie in almost no time. So I know the movie gets bashed a lot and I'm not a huge boggy legend of boggy Creek fan. I think it's a really cool movie historically. And I'm really uh, impressed by Pierce's ambition and, and the things he accomplished with what he had. And and I don't think anyone would argue that it's like a great piece of art, but it, it's as an indie film and an independent film that was made on a zero budget almost um, it's really inspiring to someone like me. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious about the same thing now, though. Like, did he take it seriously, or did he think it was just, like, a cool subject matter for a movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw a lot of pictures of you with Lauren Coleman. Mm. Can you talk about some of that? Yeah. Um, I Our tables were next to each other, <laughs> so we actually pretty much spent the whole day together. Uh-huh. Um, I got in there on... Um, you know, Saturday morning and he was sitting up right next to us and I didn't think he'd have a clue who I was and he did. And so that alone was pretty cool. But then he wanted his picture with me and I wanted my picture with him, obviously. So that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then we, we just started talking about uh, film because Lauren taught a documentary film course, like the only, I think he said the only accredited documentary film course in either that state or the country at the time. Hmm. And he taught it for like 13 years. Um, so I was fascinated just cause I had no clue. Like he had that kind of knowledge of documentary film and I've, mm-hmm. I've told him, like I told him up front, I've always been really 
uh, impressed with his writing and and i told him you know you and i have talked about bigfoot apes in america because it's it was the first bigfoot book i read and it's one of the ones i i still really enjoy and i think it's it's well written it's you know great for newbies especially um Mm -hmm. people that are just getting into the subject but i told him like what amazed me is reading that book how he would recite events where he was just going and investigating sightings in all over the place like I mean, I think it's similar to like John Green or, you know, mm-hmm. the Hinden or any of those, because that's kind of the same thing they did. But that impresses me and it impresses me now. And uh, yeah, so so we talked about that. We talked uh, we talked a lot like we talked throughout the day, you know, and he just a kind of a cool guy, you know, great mm-hmm. sense of humor. Kind of funny. Um, talked about Minerva, obviously, and. Whitehall talked about about Whitehall because Whitehall is only I think about three or four hours from him, and he has you know a, a I think he has a chunk of the telephone pole or the sign for the oh. telephone pole uh-huh. or something like that. He was telling me about, um, so that was cool. So we talked about that, and then we talked about Boggy Creek, obviously, and kind of his opinion on you know these sightings and stuff, and mm-hmm. so that was it. Um, and he's super supportive of small town monsters. He said Minerva Monster was quote unquote great. Those were his words. So nice. Um, I'd been waiting to hear what he thought of it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and that was that was his uh, review of it. So he said he just liked the fact that he just told the story. It wasn't a lot of hokey, you know, dramatization. And uh, mm-hmm. I was like, cool. I'm I'm hopeful that people feel the same way about you know Whitehall and obviously boggy Creek. So mm-hmm. yeah, I got to hang out with Lauren Coleman. I hung out with Lyle. I mean, Lyle and I had a blast together on Friday night. We had to film a, uh, the Kickstarter video just cause we were together, you know? So I was like, we might as well get this done so we can actually be, you know, have it in the can. So next February when we're ready to launch the Kickstarter, it took us almost an hour. Cause, uh, I don't know. Once you turn the camera on and you have to talk to it and you don't have anything written out and it's kind of vague as to what you need to be saying, it it was just funny. Like we spent. A, I'm gonna cut an amazing outtakes video. Like it's, <laughs> there's a lot of us just cracking up. Uh huh. So uh, and riffing on like rapping the video and stuff. It's it's <laughs> gonna be great. Um, but I think I I can't wait to go down and film there. Like we're gonna have a blast. Um, and you know to to the critics, <laughs> to the critics who who claim we're uh, Hollywood. Uh, we're, we're actually, I'm seriously struggling just to put us up at like a hotel. To, I'm trying to figure out like where we're going to stay. Cause there's no like rental houses really. And I'm going to have a crew of, you know, f- right now we're talking about maybe six guys, something like that. You know, we've got to feed everyone and figure out where everyone's going to stay. And so, um, if anyone, you know, if anyone wants to bring in food for us, great, you know, make us bring in subway, uh, <laughs> You know that Hollywood A-list type type stuff. <laughs> right. It was just funny to me. Like the things I'm struggling to figure out while I'm down there on our budget. It was like <laughs> yeah. When we're making this movie and we're all, you know, living off of like Pringles and <laughs> and uh energy drinks. I can't wait. I can't wait. That that's Hollywood. That's Hollywood. Right <laughs> the Walk of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I loved it. I I loved the town too, and I love the people. That, that's one thing I didn't say really enough. It's the the people there are amazing. Um, everyone you talk to is 
kind as can be and, you know, completely accommodating and like want to make you feel like you're at home and help you in any way they can. So, I mean, a guy just gave us a map and was like, well, I'll be here at the Monster Mart. Just bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> so we brought it back. Like, But that's awesome. how people are. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. really cool. So uh, I think that wraps it up unless you have anything you wanted to ask me left oh any other? was smoky crabtree there we did see smoky crabtree i um was intimidated and did not go get my picture taken my dad really actually mark it was kind of an andy and mark <laughs> situation because i've <laughs> seen exactly you exactly what i thought yeah i've seen you pushing andy to go do something before and andy really doesn't want to do it it was that yes. to a t my dad's like well, go get go get it. your mom wants you your mom wants to see a picture of Smokey. I'm like, I'm a 34-year-old man. Got to take pictures oh. with uh, Bigfoot royalty for, for my mother. But <laughs> Great trip. As a father, I'm disappointed. I know. I'm sure you are. <laughs> I think that's oh the, the perfect story to end the show on. I think so. Join the conversation at facebook.com slash sasswhat. Find us on Twitter by using the hashtag sasswhat, or you can find me on Twitter at Seth Breeds Love. Mark Matsky is on Twitter at Reverend Matsky. Send your letters to sasswhatmail at gmail.com and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Mm-hmm.